2005 UTC right after the international news. Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the September 26th edition of the sunny side of sports. Kenya's two-time Olympic champion, Elliot Kipchoge, has solidified his status as the greatest marathon runner of all time in Berlin, Germany. The 37-year-old Kipchoge smashed his world record Sunday when he won the Berlin Marathon for a fourth time. With a smile on his face, Kipchoge crossed the finish line in two hours, one minute, and nine seconds. That's 30 seconds faster than his world record set four years ago in Berlin. At the post-race news conference Sunday, Kipchoge had this to say. I feel good. I am happy to... I say three days ago that I want to run a course record. I need that course record can be translated to a world record to also to pass an old pace then I will appreciate. I'm appreciating today actually officially about, about the world record. So I'm happy for it. I always don't believe in limits. I don't know what the limits are. I always say no human is limited. That you see that the first year was at the 9.50, which can tell the general public that uh, uh, are, are coming. Good things have definitely happened for Elliot Kipchoge on marathon courses around the world. The energetic Andy Edwards caught up with Kipchoge after the news conference in Berlin. Here's Andy. Uh, Elliot, you came out with a great saying in the press conference after your world record today about uh, in Africa we have a saying you can only hunt one rabbit at a time and this is when not for the first time after a great performance from you somebody asked you about your 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 future plans and it made me think that whenever that subject comes up the strength of your mind and you also mentioned that in the press conference not just your body but your mind you concentrate on one thing you don't jump ahead to immediately after a great run like today to a year, two years from now. It, it, am I right in that interpretation of how, how you plan? Uh, to say, actually, the, 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 the press actually means that uh, you, you have uh, all your heart and all your mind at one call, uh, and the only way to fulfill that call is to concentrate, to put all effort, to put all, uh, all your mind, be uh, it actually even financially on what you are doing. So if you, if you actually do 10 things, then I don't think you will have time. Your mind cannot handle all of them. So the only thing to, to actually uh, uh, make sure you become successful is to actually get one thing, work on it, make sure you finish it in a good way, and then you, you forget it, you start another one. Did you need to take time to learn that? Uh, or is it something, an approach that you've always had? I mean, I remember thinking, seeing you win the 5,000 metres at the World Championships Paris 19 years ago. Did you still have that approach then as a teenager? Uh, not really. You know, I have grown. 
from teenager to a big man now is that uh, I've learned a lot. And when I say I've grown, is that uh, I have learned many things. I'm still learning every day, but I have known what's, what's working and what's not working. And I told what I've, I have found it's working. It's just getting one thing, walk around it, navigate around it, and, and, and actually do the necessary towards that one call and, and perform it. Uh, again, I've heard you say about, well, you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, like a month of regeneration or more. You know, it's like after a great day like today, yes. world record, um, just give us a feel of what, what you plan to do the next four weeks or however long regeneration takes. Um, it's actually, uh, I'll, I'll take care of my body. I'll just go to massage, go to the uh, ice pad, make sure that uh, I take care of the body again, relax for the mind. Uh, and, and all these things which I'm doing is allowing my muscles actually and my mind for the next thing, which is uh, by starting again slowly by slowly for the next season. Then I will feel fresh in my body. I will feel fresh in my mind and it allows me to, to focus again. Today has clearly, obviously, shown that you are the number one in the marathon. And, and of course, we heard before the race in Berlin, your, your rivals, some of them saying, well, Elio Kipchoge, he's my hero. Um, do you think some runners, in a way, almost look up to you too much? You know, you know what I mean? That, or, or do people have to... Try to beat their heroes. Absolutely, yes, and uh, I am happy to hear them. You know, when you're in press conference, everybody's saying I am the hero. Then that's my happiness. You know, uh, my happiness is not actually. It's my happiness is towards inspiration that I am instilling to them that you need to work hard in order to achieve it. And if you work hard, you will uh, you will get it. If you will be patient and present, it will pay. So it's, it's, I'm happy when I hear them actually. Uh, 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 giving me that chance to be their role model and I'm really doing all the best to make sure that uh, they follow a good, uh, very good footsteps and, and, and become real human beings, value-oriented people. Yeah. Uh, do you work in terms of, and of course I'm not forgetting Patrick Sang who has, you've been a partnership and also people like Jos Hermans very, I'm sure very important to you, but do you work in terms of well, how can I say, five-year plans, two-year plans, uh, or do you plan from, from year to year? We plan from year to year. I, I don't plan for years. I plan even half a year, I can plan for half a year. But uh, after that half a year, then we sit again on the table and see what's available in, actually in, the, in, the, in, in the world of sport, uh, get it right, and focus on it. And so that... Does that mean we're now in 2022, you're working out following whatever plan you established for this year? Absolutely. I, I finished with a plan for this year, here in, in Berlin. I'm now going back to relax, uh, go around uh, Kelly for the next one man around the world to uh, tell the talk of sport uh, about to, to the youth, and then come back again after two months, sit on the table, see what's available uh, for 2023, for me and and, 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 uh, and and which can make me to inspire more people. Is, so, so that uh, after that regeneration break, you'd be planning yes. 2023, but you wouldn't be planning. Uh, you know, everybody knows that 2024 is Olympic year, <laughs> but you but you don't think about that until the, the year comes. It, it, it's still far. Uh, to plan for 2024 is uh, it's there in my mind, 
and in my packet list. But uh, I can't plan for it. I plan for the next, you know, still uh, about 1,000, about, uh, for now it's about, uh, uh, what do you say, it's about uh, uh, 700 days. <laughs> it seems a very long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a very long. Uh, just one more question. You know, I've looked at um, a lot of those videos that NN running team put out of, you in, uh, of the training camps in, in, in Kenya and also Ethiopian. They're great stuff. Um, and obviously when it features you, you, how can I put it? You always look th as that you are the leader, you know, in a training session on, on the track or something. Um, is that something that has just grown because you know, you've broken the world record twice? Yes. Or is that, is that acknowledged? Uh, it's grown, it's acknowledged, and, you know, I want to show people that uh, I can train well and they can train also well because we have uh, young people around. We have uh, those who have run for 10 years, 5 years. We have new people who have actually been adopted in the camp for one year or half a year. Then we, they need, uh, they need to actually, I need to show them that uh, this is what uh, we are doing. And then sooner in future, I will just I will leave people who actually know how to handle themselves. Well, um, I wish I could be, uh, as they say, a fly on the wall when you have your next uh, planning for the year ahead. And, of course, we'd all journalists like to be on the fly on the wall. Uh, Follow me on my social media <laughs> channels and, and you'll know where I will go. You, you could hold a special press conference, fl <laughs> flies on the wall to, <laughs> to eavesdrop. Elliot Kipchoge, wonderful day. Thank you very much and um, best for the future. Thank you very much. That's the marathon world record holder and two-time Olympic champion, Elliot Kipchoge of Kenya. And he spoke with the energetic Andy Edwards in Berlin, Germany. This is the voice of America. Washington, D.C. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. You can also check out your favorite VOA programs including the sunny side of sports, at voaafrica.com. For world news, go to voanews.com. Turning to tennis, Team World has defeated Team Europe in the Labor Cup competition at the O2 Arena in London. Craig Gabriel reports from the British capital. It was by far the highest profile team that had been put together for Team Europe at the Lever Cup. Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, Murray, Rudd, Tsitsipas, Norrie. To many, beating them would have been like trying to climb the Matterhorn, and especially considering they've never been beaten in the event's previous four years. Ironically, Team World did climb the mountain and they did it without a player currently ranked in the top 10. Team World won the Labour Cup in a come-from-behind victory. It was put to Captain John McEnroe that no team beats Team World five times in a row. That reminds me of my late great buddy Vitas Carolitis who made the greatest quote in sports history. No one beats Vitas Carolitis 17 times in a row. So this is amazing. Um, I think it's great, obviously, for us. It's great for me. And it's great for the event. 
Thank you, Rod Laver, and thank you, Roger Federer. Going into the final day's matches, each win was worth three points. Europe was up 8-4 and had to win two matches to clinch the Laver Cup. Again, didn't happen, as World won three matches in a row. Felix Auger-Alessim teamed up with Jack Sock to win doubles against Andy Murray and Matteo Berrettini, 2-6, 6-3, Felix backed things up in the next match. For the first time, he beat Novak Djokovic, 6-3, 7-6. At that stage, Team World had edged ahead 10-8 against Team Europe. It looked like it was going down to the wire. Stefano Tsitsipas had started brilliantly against Francis Tiafoe, winning the first set 6-1, but the American hung in. He won the second set in a tiebreak. The 0-2 arena was going crazy. Tiafoe had saved four match points, and in the deciding match tiebreak, he proceeded to produce some of the most extraordinary angled winners and eventually won 10-8. World got the three points they needed to win the Lever Cup. For Tiafo, it was quite a moment. It's definitely up there. It's, it's, it's definitely up there. I mean, I, I mean, I can, I can place it right now for you. But it's definitely up there. I mean, I, I mean, to do it here in Labor Cup, win for the first time. How bad Mac wanted it. How bad everybody else wanted it. Seeing what Felix did and Jack, um, I thought, I thought it was, it was his time. It was time to get it done. And you know, I see, I see Steph, I see Steph across, across the court, and I'm like, I'm licking my lips playing that guy. You know, I want to, I want to win. So I'm just happy I. <laughs> I'm happy I got over the line, and yeah, like we just like Greek yogurt, so it was good. Next year, the Labour Cup goes to Vancouver, and the year after, it's in Berlin. At the Labour Cup, Craig Gabriel. Hi, I'm Francis Tiafo. You're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on Voice of America. Now let's go to the southern U.S. city of Charlotte, North Carolina, where Team USA defeated an international squad to lift the President's Cup golf trophy. George McNeely reports from Charlotte. The United States defeated the international team by a five-point margin, 17.5 to 12.5 points in the President's Cup. And Jordan Spieth went undefeated going 5-0. and I'm really excited about the, the week that was this week. I thought that um, I played some of my best golf of the year this week, which was really cool um, to do it with and for, in, you know, um, as a team with these guys and uh, me and Justin had just an unbelievable time in the team setting, and I was glad to finally get, you know, get in the winner's circle in a singles match for my first time ever. And uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks, guys. And, um, yeah, there's a lot I can draw on for next year for sure. So, too, can a gutsy international team led by Captain Trevor Immelman. We've had an amazing weekend, Charlotte. Really, it's been a, a, a pretty incredible couple of years. You consider when I was made captain, there was no such thing as a pandemic. <laughs> there were a few other things that weren't around as well. And so, uh, you know, we've had a lot of hurdles to get to this point. But the gentlemen you see on this table right here have always been committed to playing for the Shield and being here in Charlotte. And they played some incredible golf, some inspired golf. And they kept fighting all the way down to the end. Even when the result was known, they kept fighting. An observation not lost on U.S. Captain Davis Love III reacting to his team's victory. Everybody came in here and ready and fired up and really, really prepared. We don't have to do much except um, tell them what time to tee off. So extremely proud of them. The Trevor's team did an incredible job of, um, you know, we talked about it the other night about their shield. Um, they're doing an incredible job of, of trying to um, rally and build a team and get an identity. And they certainly came together and started making some putts. 
Team USA was first to get to the necessary 15 and a half points for the victory Sunday as Olympic champion Xander Schauffele scored the clinching point with his one-up singles win over Corey Connors. For the internationals, lots to build on, according to Australian Adam Scott. Once some of these players who sit here for the first time or the second time start playing a few more and teams that bond forms over years, I think we're not going to leave here disappointed. A cup is coming our way soon. Some stellar performances Sunday, including those by Sebastian Munoz and Siwoo Kim, who beat Justin Thomas one up. Munoz took out the reigning Masters winner, Scotty Scheffler, two and one, calling it one of the best achievements of his life. Still, Jordan Spieth and the Americans retained the President's Cup and couldn't be more proud. Everyone's really, really good at what they do. Um, stay to your routine, do what you normally do to prepare for the biggest tournaments, and they did that. Nobody took anything lightly. Um, they went through the same routine that I've seen guys go through for the final round of the Masters when they're in the final group. And um, to do that for your team and country was super cool to watch. Spieth and Team USA with a five-point victory in the 14th President's Cup. The United States racking up 17 and a half points. From Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina, for the sunny side of sports, I'm George McNeely. Thanks, George. I enjoyed your President's Cup reports from Charlotte. In African men's football, some of the continent's top teams were in action over the weekend in friendly international matches. Joining us now with some results is Prince Nesta. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sunny. Two-time African Player of the Year, Mo Salah, scored twice to help the Pharaohs of Egypt secure a 3-0 victory over Niger at the Alexandra Stadium. Nuns forward Mustafa Mohamed also netted for Egypt, who were the most successful team in the African Cup of Nation history. The Pharaohs are set to face the long sales of Liberia in Tuesday's friendly match at the Alexandria Stadium. Five-time World Cup winners Brazil beat the Black Stars of Ghana 3-0 in France. Tottenham striker Richarlison scored twice, while Paris Saint-Germain centre-back McQueenos added another to help the Sambaboys seal the deal. German-born Ghanaian manager Otto Addo shared his thoughts on the match. Um, I was very disappointed, especially with the set-pieces, uh, defensive set-pieces, um, even though they had a lot of chances. We were a bit lucky in some situations, they didn't score. But um, yeah, to collect two goals on set pieces, I'm very, very unhappy. And gamble, I mean, you, it's, it's, it's not, never a gamble, you know. It's um, um, a decision of a lot of complex uh, things. Um, so we have new players. And team, but also I think they should deserve to come into the first eleven. And um, the others did well, the the, the matches before. And uh, so for us, I thought it was it's a good situation. We have pressure from the bank, from the bank, and for, because new people are there, who are very very solid in Europe. And we have players on the pitch who have to prove themselves. And uh, first half was not good, and uh, second half was 
much better, but maybe also because Brazil took a little bit, some steps down, I don't know. But uh, for us, the second half was good. We looked more solid, um, didn't allow too many chances. And uh, I think uh, the second half is what we're looking up to against the uh, FIFA World Ranked Team Number One. There's the Black Stars of Ghana coach Otto Ado reflecting on his team's performance against the Summer Boys of Brazil. The Brazilians will next face Tunisia on Tuesday as a build-up to November and December's World Cup in Qatar. They're scheduled to score it off against Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon in their group. The indomitable Lions of Cameroon also suffered a 2-0 loss to an Uzbekistan side ranked 39 places below them. The friendly marchers played as South Korea's northern city of Goyang. Rigobert Song's side have now failed to convince in two straight matches following their narrow 1-0 victory over Burundi in their Afghan qualifier match. Sporty greetings. This is Sunday Olise, former captain and coach of the Super Eagles of Nigeria. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Elsewhere, Senegal cruised to a 2-0 win over Bolivia in a match that was played at the Stade de la Sauce in France. Villarreal forward Bulai Dia and Bayern Munich star Sadio Mane both netted for the Lions of Tiranga to seal the victory. The Persian stars of Iran and the Lions of Tiranga set to go head-in-head in a warm-up friendly match scheduled to be played at the BSFZ Arena on Tuesday as both teams continue their preparations for the upcoming World Cup. The Persian stars have been drawn in Group B of the World Cup alongside England, USA and Wales, while the African giants will square it off against Ecuador, Netherlands and host nations Qatar in Group A. The Iranians will be making their seventh World Cup tournament appearance in Qatar and head into Tuesday's game on a run of just two defeats across all competitions since the start of 2020. They've claimed an impressive 16 wins and one draw in that time. Senegal secured their first African Cup of Nations title in February when they beat the Pharaohs of Egypt in the final and are unbeaten in 15 of their 19 games across all competitions in 2022, claiming 13 wins and two draws since the turn of the year. Sporty Grissom, this is Victor Simeon, Super Eagles of Nigeria and Napoli FC forward. You're listening to the sunny side of thoughts on The Voice of America. In other fixtures, Everton, Hitman, Alex Iwobi and Serial Dices both registered their names on the score sheet for the Super Eagles of Nigeria in their two-world draw against Algeria B team in a test game played in constant time. Meanwhile, the Super Eagles will take on the Algeria A team on Tuesday, with Alia secured a 1 0 win over the National Elephants of Guinea in an international friendly match played in Algeria. The Atlas Lions of Morocco won its friendly game against Chile with a 2 0 victory in Barcelona, thanks to goals from Sofiane Bufal and Abdelhamid Sabri. The match also marked Chelsea playmaker Hakim Ziyech returned to the pitch for the Atlas Lions almost nine months after his absence due to a feud with the country's then-head coach Vahid Halihozic. Morocco are set to play another warm-up match against Paraguay on Tuesday in the Spanish city of Seville. The Atlas Lions will also face Croatia, Belgium and Canada in the World Cup group stage. Len 
Lions midfielder Seiko Fofana and Ivorian playmaker Frank Casey both registered their names in the score sheet to ensure the elephants of Ivory Coast defeated the Sparrow Hawks of Togo 2-1 in a friendly match played in France. El Bilal Tauri scored the sound goal as the Eagles of Mali beat Chipolopolo of Zambia 1-0 in Bamako. Both teams will face off again on Monday. Timberswani scored a brace, while Audrey Modiba and Milali Mayambela added a goal each to help Bafana Bafana of South Africa secure a 4-0 win against Leon Stars of Sierra Leone in a friendly match played at the FNB Stadium. Simon Suva also scored the sole goal as Typhus Stars of Tanzania beat the Uganda Cranes by a goal to nil in a match that was played at the Benina Matai Stadium in Benghazi. Reporting for the sunny side of sports on Prince Nestor. This is Felix Awogu, Porto, member of Nigerian Basketball Federation. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Felix tells Iron Mike Mbonye the Nigeria Basketball Federation is planning to start several new leagues. Yes, we're planning to kickstart the leagues, uh, the Women League, the Premier League, and also not forgetting the fact uh, that the National Sports Festival is also coming up uh, in November. And uh, this also will have to work around it. So uh, we, we're planning. Uh, we, of course, we had a few setbacks across the nation. Is the board of the Nigerian Basketball Federation planning tournament or programs for the youths? One of the things we are working on is to work with uh, major bodies like Nuga, Nepogar and what have you, uh, to really go into the universities and give opportunity to students in the university to play and uh, possibly catch a few stars that will be useful for Nigerian uh, Basketball Federation. So these are some of the initiatives the board has put in place. Uh, last, about two weeks ago, we had a meeting with the leadership of uh, Nuga, that's the university where the secretary and the president came uh, to brief us, and then we'll have to provide them some level of technical expertise and support. Uh, hopefully, we'll come out uh, with a very good one, and of course, not forgetting the various uh, high schools in Nigeria, which we need to start uh, looking into. Like we said, we had a few drawbacks, but I think that has be- uh, that's in the past. Uh, we are all growing and moving on to make things work out. Do you also have plans to train coaches, referees, and other officials for the growth of the game of basketball in Nigeria? Yes, we do have our technical workout uh, sessions uh, planned uh, for sometimes in November, uh, which will involve coaches uh, and, of course, the technical officials all coming together uh, to work out the new game, the new changes in the rules, the laws of the game. Uh, and, of course, uh, to be the first time they'll be meeting in a long while, and I mean, it's a great time for everybody to interface and uh, look at the future of basketball. Uh, of course, uh, especially when it concerns the youth and providing technical support for universities and what have you. Like I said earlier, we've been engaging with universities most especially. Hopefully we'll reach out to other areas like Nipoga and see how we can all engage them to see uh, how we can develop the game of uh, basketball in Nigeria. Of course, officiating official, of course, that must uh, give kudos uh, to some of our officials who have been really doing well. And of course, these things need a lot of training, a lot of support uh, for them to to be up there, especially with the various competitions coming in, uh, in, coming in, in Africa. 
uh, where they can as well go, compete, and uh, remain relevant in the profession they've all uh, uh, chosen. Uh, for us, these are part of the things that we hope will enable growth of the game. Uh, of course, Nigeria is reputed to be major contributors to the NBA uh, in terms of players. I think uh, rated about third or fourth uh, globally. And that tells you the area of stars we have in this country. But of course, we need to start growing the technical base uh, and also have a system to catch them young, get coaches that can go into high schools and train the game masters to start uh, developing uh, and encouraging local talents uh, in those schools. So these are some of the objectives the board has decided to put on their table and uh, we'll hopefully will harness it. The president of the federation, Musa Kida, of course, uh, is working uh, everywhere to see if we can also get sponsorship. Uh, we will probably engage DSTV back. You remember we used to have the DSTV uh, Basketball League. Other potential sponsors, Zenit is also sponsoring the Female League. We also try to see if we can get other sponsors uh, so that the returns uh, some of this league will be quite exciting and encouraging so that at least uh, we'll put something in the pockets of the players. We hope uh, with the way the board is going, the transparency we have brought to bear, uh, this will help us. That's Felix Awogu, board member of the Nigeria Basketball Federation. And Felix spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Lagos, Nigeria. And that wraps up the September 26th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.